It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Lucky you. You found the love, dating, romance, relationship show. Thanks for being with us Mm -hmm. and advice too with our French romantic Simon Marcel. Hello. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Looking good tonight. You're looking good, sir. You're looking good. Well, you are. No. Okay, listen. Uh, we want to hear from you. What is going on in your love life? Do you need advice? Do you want to talk about it? Let's talk it out. Let's mm-hmm. just pour ourselves a glass of wine and have a conversation like I do with my girlfriends. Normally, there's tears involved. However, this time, we will not cry about it. Maybe we will. I don't know. Um, but it depends on the problem. Simon and I are here from you. Simon, um, we are already have calls coming into 855-905-8255. I want to get to one next okay. about uh, a long-term marriage and being friends with uh, somebody that maybe you shouldn't be friends with, okay? How sure. do you deal with that? That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships, and advice for you at 855-905-8255. Simon and I are your besties in this love game. So Mm -hmm. let's get to the phone, Simon. I want to pick up the line right now, listening in Logan Square, Illinois, 93.9 Light FM is their station. Here is Chris. Hi, Chris. Bonjour, Chris. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. How are you, Chris? What can we help you with? Well, I'm going to need some help. Um, okay. I have a really close friend that I grew up with who happens to be a woman, and we've been friends for a long time, and we've never been romantic, and I never saw her as that. But my wife has an issue with the fact that I, as a man, am friends with the opposite sex, and I'm married. And I just don't know what to do um, to convince her that nothing's going on and that I just see this person as a friend. So you've been, how long have you been married? We've been married for about 10 years. Ten years. Um, yeah. So this friend of yours is not new. You said since childhood. Why all of a sudden is it a problem? I'm really honestly not sure. I mean, I, I do talk to her. We do text back and forth. Mm. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I just think that my wife just gotten to a point where she's okay. had enough. Okay. So is your wife also friends with your female friend? Is she? Does she know her? Has she met her? Have you guys all hung out together? Yeah, well, actually, it's just as soon as we started dating, she met my friend, and they're very cordial and nice to one another, but my wife really and her don't hang out. Why is that? Um, I, I really don't know why. I mean, we all tried to do it once, but it just, it was a weird vibe in the air. No one really talked much. It was very quiet, and mm. ever since then, we just never tried it again. Chris, you said you text back and forth. How often a day or a week do you text back and forth with that friend? Um... Well, it, it, it depends, but at least once or twice a day. Mm. So, well, that, okay, wait a minute there, right? I mean, and I'm very liberal in French, but that is way too much. When you're married, when you have a relationship committed 10 years in, and then you keep texting that friend of the opposite sex twice a day or more, I mean, unless you work together and it's about work. So let's say Angie and I, we, we have to text about the show. So we would. I know Jason wouldn't care. But now, if Angie was not my, my coworker, she's a dear friend of mine. But if I started texting Angie every day about something outside of work, I'd be weird. Yes, but Simon, I also believe that even though you are my coworker and we're friends, if my husband didn't know you on a personal level, if I was texting with a male coworker all day, he would still be like, what's going on with you and this coworker? It's because he has a relationship 
relationship with you that my husband is comfortable. And that's what I'm trying to tell Chris. In 10 years, the fact that you've had a friend that's close to you enough to text every day and your wife is not comfortable with this friend, there's a breakdown somewhere here. If my husband was texting some female every day, I would wonder, are they talking about our relationship? What are they talking about? Are they talking about when they're going to hook up? What's going on? She doesn't know because she's not friends with you both. You know what I mean? If this woman is so close to you that it's causing problems in your marriage, then your wife should know who she is and be comfortable with her as well. And if your wife is not comfortable forsaking all others, homie, your wife comes first. That's right. And her intuition is is not wrong, your wife. From that point of view. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way. If you think that your wife and your friend can all be friends, you guys can all be friends, then try to make that happen. Do things to make that happen. If it's been 10 years and your wife is still uncomfortable, you have to think about what's more important. And it should be your wife. Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, we wish you the best of luck. Wifey comes first always. (laughs) But... Hey, that's part of being married. <laughs> you you got to make your partner comfortable no matter what. All right, more of The Rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. It's a rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We just took a call from Chris in Illinois saying that his wife, married for 10 years, is uncomfortable with his female relationship. He's texting her all the time. And I said to you, Simon, you know, like you brought up the work thing. Well, maybe they work together. Then that's okay. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I think it's because my husband knows you that he's okay with it. And that intrigued me, Angie. I want to ask you that because I feel it's not because your husband knows me that he's at peace with texting when I text you for work or this, but because he trusts you. And because he trusts you, he knows that nothing would ever happen, no matter who you work with, no matter Mm. what I would be like. Mm -mm. So explain to me, because I'm a bit confused by your answer. Well, okay, so I don't believe that's true. If I was texting a male coworker of mine all the time that my husband didn't know, I think he would be very uncomfortable with it. Because he knows you, because he knows our relationship, he's seen it, he's felt the energy, he understands how we are, he is more comfortable. He does trust me, but, I mean, sometimes I don't trust other people. I have all the trust in the world with my husband, but I don't trust those other chicks out there sometimes. I get that, but you said it all. All you need is to trust him. But I, so, feel, I, will, I will personally feel more comfortable if I Okay, okay, am, you would... Uh, uh, aware of this person if who, I know this I'll feel are. more comfortable because it's the unknown really that freaks us all out like what are you talking about what is your relationship how do you guys look at each other what is the energy when you're together I can I can get in a room with you two and see if there's something or not I know That's my true. husband's game I know his electricity if I see it with somebody else now I know there's a problem here okay you know? that makes sense okay I right. understand yeah even, even if, if you trust him 110% you keep an eye on him I do trust him, I, but I, I don't do. sleep with both eyes closed, honey. Always when I open, you never know. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. All right. When we come back, Simon, I want to get to uh, one of our favorite games, Date or, or dump. dump. Thanks for being with The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Love, dating, romance, and relationships, darling, and advice. Mm-hmm. And Simon, we're going to play our favorite game, Date or, or dump. Dump. That's right. Uh, we have an email here that came into simonandangie.com from Alana, listening in Van Buren, Utah on B98. Alana says, you guys, I'm dating someone new and he doesn't like to hold hands. He says that his hands are sweaty and it just feels like he's a little boy holding his mom's hand. 
Do you think this is a bad sign that he's not able to be emotionally connected? Should I date or dump him? He doesn't want to hold hands, Simon. Uh, Ilana, thanks for the question. I don't think it makes him emotionally unavailable or not able to connect to you. I just think that's not his way to be emotional. And we have to respect the differences because all of us has a different way to connect and be emotional. So I would be more inclined to continue to date and go from there, get to know him more. I don't know what Angie will say. You're saying if he's emotionally connecting in every other way but hand-holding, then yes, date. Yes, exactly. Maybe that's the one thing he doesn't do well. I agree with you. If that's the one thing that is his hang-up and everywhere else, then I say date as well. But I want to talk about an imbalance in affection in relationships, you know, like this. Um, my husband has something that he refuses to do with me in, an, really? in a way of affection that I had been so used to with other relationships and felt really s- sort of like slighted when we started dating at first. Now I'm mm. fine with it. But I'll tell you, when you are in a relationship with somebody, your ways of showing affection, there's an imbalance there. Is it personal? Is it like a deal breaker? Can you get over it? That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships. We talk about Mm -hmm. it all, Mm -hmm. and we want to help you through whatever you're going through. Simon, we just had this date or dump email from Alana that came in saying she's dating someone new. He doesn't like to hold hands. He says he got sweaty hands. He feels like a little boy. And she wants to know if that's a bad sign. And that kind of led into, you know, some people are more affectionate than others. I know people who growing up never heard I love you ever. So they're not I love you people. Um, Some people are not huggers. Some people don't like to kiss. Some people don't like to hold hands. But what is your line in the sand emotionally if somebody is not there? I would have a really hard time with my husband if he wasn't into like kissing. I love to kiss. I love to make Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I will say, Simon, and I want to know if any of these things have happened to you, uh, where you're, you know, somewhere affectionate wise and the other person is not on the same page. But when my husband and I first started, you know, living together, Mm -hmm. um, when we sleep at night, he's not a snuggler. He's not a spooner. He doesn't like to cuddle. He won't like fall asleep, like wrapped up with me. Mm -hmm. And that bummed me out big time. Where I had a conversation with him about it. I'm like, why don't you snuggle? I just want to be the little spoon. Why don't you hug when we're asleep? I want to fall asleep in your arms. And he's like, honestly, it has nothing to do with you. It's just never been my thing. I get super hot and sweaty when I'm sleeping. And my arm falls asleep if it's underneath you and wrapped around. And after a couple months of not having it, now if he tries to like snuggle, I'm like, yeah, leave me alone. I need my space. He's flipped me in a weird way. Um, Is there anything like that with you, Simon? And have you ever, and you're affectionate and you're warm and loving, have you ever dated anybody that was a little affectionately cut off? So I have, and it's very difficult for me to stay with a woman who is not in the same natural spirit of kissing, hugging, and and stuff like that. I feel rejected. Like, even when you give a hug, there is an energy. And sometimes you feel the person just is really pushing away from you. Is that what it was? The hug? It was with this girl. felt a cold hug. But then the ooh-la-la was on fire. Uh, it was mm. very disturbing for me. And, and like, I give you an example. I would want to reach out to her hands on the sofa. We were watching TV. Her hand would move away. And I was confused by that. It, it didn't work out for me. And I think right. for her, too. We were on different 
expression of our uh, mutual affection. It's, it's, it's just, just it's affection. And, and it is. The bedroom is just one part of it. I mean, that's a great part of your relationship. But the little tiny things are what makes you, I feel, connected to the person that you're in a relationship with. It's the difference between you having a friend and having a lover. That's so, true. So the expression of affection is huge right, to stay right. together. I know. I agree. You know, and going back to our dater dump, I feel like with handholding, you have to just think about how important that one thing is to you and if yeah. it's enough to get over it or if it's a make or break. So everybody Absolutely. has their thing. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, more of The Rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships, weddings. Simon, mm -hmm. I want to talk about weddings because there's this article that's floating around about this okay. woman who has spent $13,000 to attend weddings. At How much? 13000 is a London Oof. publicist, and she's been a bridesmaid six times in weddings for friends, family, and has six more coming up this year. Which is crazy. I mean, weddings are expensive, okay? But now there's so much that goes along with the wedding. There's showers. There's, you know, destination weddings. There's bachelor, bachelorette parties and yep. all these things that go with it that add, mm -hmm. add, 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 add up. So the question is, if you go into debt, you go bankrupt because you're being in weddings too often – is it ever okay to say no? Let's say you're my best friend, my cousin, my sister, whatever it is. Right, right, Simon, right. is it okay to say no? It's always okay to say no if you can't afford it. I mean, this woman you're talking about, if I calculate well, will spend $26,000 by the end of wedding season for her. I, I mean, mean, who can, I mean, God bless her for being able to spend it or not. I just say we live in reality. And if you love your friend, your family, if one says I just can't afford it, that's not against you. I would not take it personally. If the reasons are true, honest, and right, well, then I think it's okay to miss the wedding. People don't have unlimited means, right? And no. so. No, they don't. If and you, you can't, you can't. Right. And you also have to take into consideration as a bride or a groom that's asking people to spend all this money that you're asking a lot. So is yes. it okay to say no when somebody asks you to be in a wedding? What if it's not about money? What if it's, um, I'm busy? What if it's something else going on? That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about weddings mm -hmm. and the pressure a lot of people are under monetarily to be in weddings. So this all comes off of a story about this London publicist who is in debt because she's been a bridesmaid six times and she has mm -hmm. six more coming up just this year. You know when that uh, credit card debt's piling up or when your checking account is on E, why would you keep saying yes to doing this? But is it okay to say no Simon, you said, yes, it's okay to say no. I agree with that. Yeah, Angie, I said it's always okay to say no when it's reality, when you can't afford it anymore. Uh, who wants to pile up $20,000 of debts? It could be, you know, the mortgage payment. It could be a down payment. It could be, I mean, the reason also I think people say yes all the time, Angie, is there is mm -hmm. the guilt, but there's also the joy of life that goes with we every wedding. And yeah, we yeah. don't want to miss it's, out on this experience with you. We want to be a part yeah. of it. We want to bond with you. We want to have this memory in this moment. But I feel like you also have to be very honest. And also, if you're asking someone to be in your wedding, they're probably extremely close to you. You should know if they're having well, maybe money problems, if they could or could not afford it. And your relationship shouldn't be contingent 
on whether or not they say yes or no. You should still be friends with them. You should be understanding. And if it's that important, then maybe you kick in the money to make sure that they can make it. Yeah, that's a great idea. Speaking of wedding, Simon, you know, it's Tuesday. So what do we do on Tuesday? The not-so-newlywed game. The not-so-newlywed game with you and Jason. That's right. And the reason I'm bringing up weddings and the not-so-newlywed game is because... Next week is our seventh year wedding anniversary. And I know you have right? questions. Yes. And I know you have questions yeah. regarding this milestone because it's kind of a milestone in maybe a negative way. I don't know. But we'll talk about that with my husband, Jason, next on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships. It's Tuesday. I don't know how mm-hmm. this happened, but Tuesdays became the not-so-newlywed game. I don't know why it's Tuesday. A great, it's a great tradition we have every Tuesday night with <laughs> you and your it? husband, Jason. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's it's fun because I feel like if you're in a relationship or whatever, you know, even with friends, you can talk about some of the things that come up between my husband and me. And maybe it'll spark a conversation in your own relationship. So my husband is always here on Tuesday nights. Hi, Jason. Bonjour. Hello. Hello. So, Simon, I know you have uh, some questions, as usual. So, Angie, I know that it's your seven years anniversary next week. Yes. Right. Very Our exciting. anniversary. And we can't wait to know what he's going to give you and, and do with you and all that. But if we look back, Angie, to the very beginning, how did you guys meet It's interesting you ask that. Today, um, this morning, I was at work. I got a text from my husband. He was trying to find something in a box for our daughter. And we've moved, and we still have stuff in boxes that we haven't put away yet. And things, you know, go in drawers, and they get moved from box to box. He sent me a picture Mm -hmm. of a concert stub, you know, the ticket stub, that I guess I still had that I honestly didn't know I had because I don't save concert ticket stubs because if i did being in this business i have a mound of them yeah i had it oh you had it i thought it was mine okay so all right so oh this is such another cute layer i didn't even know i thought it was in my (laughs) stuff because you were showing me pictures of other stuff of mine or whatever was that all your stuff oh my god okay this is even better so he sends me a picture of this concert stub and it was from 1999. So Jason and I met at this concert in 1999 in, in a ago. hotel in Chicago. And neither of us lived here, which is mm-hmm. extra crazy because now we got married here. We live here. We didn't know yeah, we were yeah. going to be here. Um, but the first time we met was at that show in 1999, almost mm-hmm. 20 years ago, August and of we didn't 1999. we dating until 10 years later. Right. So we didn't start dating until 10 years later. And now next week is our seven-year wedding anniversary. But my husband sent mm-hmm. that picture this morning along with a note that said, this is the day that I met the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. And I got all in the feels. Eyes were welling up in tears. So there you it's go. It's very sweet. It's a, it's a very sweet thing to do, Jason. I mean, I love that. <laughs> Why well, did you, romantic. Why did you romantic. save that concert stuff? Because you weren't at the concert. I was, I was at the concert. Were you at the concert? Yeah. I thought, I thought I just met you in the lobby of the hotel after. You met me in the lobby, and then a bunch of us went to the concert. You, oh, I didn't know you were, that. You were See? preoccupied. Oh. <laughs> Preoccupied. We don't know well, what I was that there means. to see Story another guy. Another I was there to see another guy. I wasn't there to see Jason, but I ended up meeting oh. Jason that night. So, so since we're doing memories, what's the concert, by the way? So, what is it? Duran Duran, and when I ah, with well, Simon listen, Le Bon. 
Yes, Simon Labonte. I used to live in Minneapolis, and for weekends, like girls' weekend, we would be road trip to Chicago because it's only a few hours, and then like, oh, Duran Duran is there. Let's go to see Duran Duran. I'm an 80s, 90s kid. I love Duran Duran, so I was like, let's go. Um, And there he was, and it's kind of amazing that you still have that, and I said, we're framing that. I'm framing it when I get home today. This is cool. I hope we could get a picture for the show for for our website because that is a really sweet romantic memorabilia of you guys. I'll have Jill post that on uh, Simon and Angie on Instagram. That's great, great, Jason. Jason is a romantic. I got to give it to him. And I'm French. You are a very romantic man, Jason. He's very. Uh, Thank you. I I try. And and Angie makes it easy to be romantic. I I love doing things that make her happy. Well, I'm glad that you said all those sweet things because when we come back, Simon, I know you have other questions about being married for seven years. (laughs) So the Not So Newlywed game is not over. That was a sweet anecdote, but. It's just up and up, actually. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. When we come back, more with the rendezvous. You're listening to the rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie, also my husband, Jason. Hi, Jason. Hi there. Hi, Jason. Tuesdays are the Not So Newlywed game where we, you know, talk about marriage issues. And fun stuff. And next week is our seven-year anniversary, me and Jason. Holy crap. Congrats. We Congrats. did it. We're in. In Hollywood, this would be like a hundred-year marriage. But go totally. ahead, Simon. I know you have questions. So, you know, seven-year, I know, you know, we started very nicely. I want to talk about the itch, really, the part where, you know, you look at your wife, you look at your husband, and you go, he's itching me the wrong way, or she's itching me the wrong way. So I, I want to I ask, have a theory on that. Okay. Honestly. Oh, go ahead. I think the seven-year itch, and I'm not saying that this is how I feel, but I think after seven years, like, you've been married for a while, you have a house, a lot of people have kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you go from being newlyweds to real life. And right. most mm-hmm. of the conversation where it used to be you were going out and having fun and partying and having dinners, to now you're talking about bills and babysitters and school and work. Yeah. Who's picking up the kid? And it's less of the other stuff. And I think if people do get an itch, it's because they have people in their lives outside of their marriage that they know that they have a relationship that isn't based on all of those other things. And it looks and so, so amazing. It's fun. Right. Um, because the, there's no pressure. There's nothing heavy going on with those other relationships. So I think people feel like there's maybe an issue in their marriage or they're looking to, you know, at ways to get out of it or, or some sort of escape because everything else is so heavy inside the marriage, which is why it's, I think it's important to make sure that you still have fun and you still go and, and, and do the things that you did before because, you know, you can get weighed down with all the, you know, the day-to-day mm-hmm. monotony. Mm-hmm. And so how do we break it? Because marriage is up and down. You're going to go through those slumps. You're going to go through those sexy times mm-hmm. and how you ride those waves next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie and my husband, Jason, because it's Tuesday night and we play the not-so-newlywed game. <laughs> you know it. And next week is our seven-year wedding anniversary, my husband and me. Yeah. And you said, what about the seven-year itch? Like, mm-hmm. are we itching? I have to say, for me, there's no itch. Jason, you got an itch? You need no, a I have no itch. <laughs> okay. Um, and I think, <laughs> uh, you know, what you said, Jason, before the break about, you know, relationships and making sure that things stay fresh and new and fun. And sometimes people say there's an itch because we get in a rut or there's a slump. But when people always say marriage is work, it kind of like rubs me the wrong way when people say marriage Why? is work. Why, Angie? Because it sounds negative. It sounds like this is going to be hard. This is going to be like a nightmare. I think when people say marriage is work, 
that's what they talk about is when you get to these slumps, you're going to have to like really work at making sure you get out of the slumps because no relationship is ever going to be way up here. It's never going to be like the first mm-hmm. month you mm-hmm. were dating. You'll have your ups and downs. There will be times, I'm sure, where it's going to be like the first month we were dating. I mean, I think that happened maybe, Jason, don't you think, like two years into our marriage? We hit one of those like high waves. We're like, whoa, this is amazing again. And it just goes up and down. You have kids. You have bills. You have job. You have family. You have issues. Whatever it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And I think when people say work, it just means, you know, working together together. And finding a way out of these dark moments because you have to be able to get through them. You can't just cut and run through the slumps and through the seven-year itches or 20-year itches or two-year itches, whatever they are. Absolutely. Simon, when we come back, I have a great idea for the next segment. I want you to play with us. Ask us. You be the master of ceremonies on Never Have I Ever. Maybe I'll learn something about my husband. I don't know. And maybe you'll learn something about me. Okay. You ready, Jason? (laughs) Uh, I, I think. <laughs> All right, let's I hope do Jason that next. Is ready. We're back. Thanks for listening to the Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships, marriage. Seven-year mm-hmm. marriage next week for my husband and me, Jason. Hi, Congratulations Jason. Hello, to both of you. I mean, this is a Thank beautiful you. anniversary coming. You made it. Yeah. yeah. How? <laughs> How yeah. did you make it seven years? My long-suffering husband. <laughs> I made it. That's a good one. Well, see, he's laughing about it. I think sense of humor is really part of what gets us through a lot of these crazy times in marriage. Simon, yes. we're going to play Never Have I Ever, which is very yeah. daring to play with your spouse. <laughs> exactly. But ask us whatever. We're both very open. No secrets. Absolutely. Jason, I'll start by you, okay? Yep. Uh, never have I ever received a text from Angie that it took you more than an hour to understand what she meant because something complicated or something you received text it. What is she saying? Uh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> all I the mean, time? Yeah. I Give mean, even when she's one. talking, sometimes I'm like, what is she saying? <laughs> no, even crazy. if I'm delivering it vocally, he's still like, what? <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> especially when we're arguing. I... I yeah, but through text, you any can't have it. arguments on text because you can't read tone. You don't know if I'm smiling when I'm saying it. You don't like, you know, come <laughs> Angie, on, man. I'm going to you. Uh, is there something uh, that Jason has said that is the sweetest thing that you repeat in your memory in hard days? Not just I love you. Is there, remember one sentence, one yes. story? Yeah. I would love you to Sticks share it out. with us. It's one of the moments I knew for the first time in my life, I was safe in a relationship. And we mm-hmm. actually just talked about it the other day. But it was, I think, one of our first arguments that we had as a couple. And Jason and I both have a lot of these same issues, family, relationships, abandonment. just abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm so used to thinking when we fight, it's over. Like, that's it. We're breaking up. It's, it's cut and run. Because I just always assumed that I was going to be left And Mm -hmm. when we had our first argument, Jason, even in the heat of being real mad, grabbed my hands and said, I am never leaving. Just FYI, I'm not going anywhere. And for some reason, it took away um, 80% of the crazy, you know, because I'm still always a little crazy. But it took a lot of the crazy away. And I could relax and look rationally at this issue we had and feel comfortable and safe. This it didn't ex- take away any of the crazy. What it did was make her know that she could be even more crazy and that I wasn't leaving. 
No, well, just, there was a little just of that. FYI, Jason, I think it's an extraordinary inspirational sentence for all of us men and, and women who could say that to their partner. Uh, it's inspiring all of us to say in the middle of a fight, I'm not going anywhere, and you're able to continue the conversation. I mean, I, yeah. I admire that in you, it Jason. It changes this is, the tone, It's, it's a great Simon. story. It changes the Everybody tone. Everybody should remember that. It, it makes you feel very loved unconditionally. That even though you're so mad at me right now, and I probably was so stupid, whatever we were fighting about, that he still but, will grab me and look me in the eyes and say, I'm not going anywhere, just FYI, because he could tell that I was having this internal struggle. And he knows how that feels, too. It's beautiful. Even when I don't like you, I still love you. Aww. See? That's a good thing. Because a lot of the people that we love do things we don't like often. We have a teenage daughter. What I mean, we an know anniversary <laughs> will it be next week? With all that sweet love, I can't wait for next week anniversary to happen. I can't to, wait to know The celebration and what's going on, Jason. So you're under pressure there to super over-deliver now. Yeah. We're going to go to, like, uh, Olive Garden. And yes. She all the breadsticks she wants. Talk about a never-ending salad bowl. <laughs> what, what? Somebody's going to get lucky. Thank you so much for being on the show with us, my love. Thanks, Thank you, guys. You, I'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah, All right. see you next week. Next week's a big week. You better come through, Simon. I swear I to God, if he doesn't come through, it's a big trouble. <laughs> big trouble, man. I can't wait to ask him. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, thanks for being with us. More Rendezvous next. Thanks for being with the rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. We had such a fun show. Yes, uh, lots of conversations. <laughs> lots of conversations, Simon. Um, mm-hmm. If you missed any of the love, dating, romance, relationship topics, maybe they apply to you and can help you, um, you know, mend whatever's going on in your relationship. Please check out simonandangie.com for our podcast on everything we talked about, uh, such as the imbalance of showing affection in relationships. That was a date or dump. You know, mm-hmm. I want to hold hands. He doesn't. Whatever it is. Also, uh, we played the not so newlywed game with my husband Jason. That was extra mm-hmm. fun. And and yeah. also we played never have I ever inside the not so newlywed game. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. was interesting. And then Chris's call about his wife's problem. His wife of ten years has a problem having for him having his female friend. And that's where mm-hmm. your Simon says came in. Thanks, Angie. I said when you are in a relationship. Your partner's feelings should always be your priority. That's how you mm-hmm. maintain, you build, you grow your relationship, your marriage, your partnership, um, your, your love. And when that is forgotten, it goes down the drain. So mm-hmm. I know we, we love a lot of people, but we have to keep the priorities straight. And so don't forget that. Once in a relationship, your partner's feelings come first. Right. I mean, as long as everybody's being rational here and like... Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who's more important to you? I mean, forsaking all others, as they say in the wedding vows, your wife comes first, your husband comes first before That's everybody. Right. That's right. That right. right. So Thank you, Simon, for that amazing Simon Says. You're welcome. And Yes, and we love hearing from you. We want to hear your questions. We're here to give you advice, even if we're not on the air. Please mm-hmm. feel free. Send us an email, simonandangie.com. Also, mm-hmm. Simon and Angie on all our social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Until tomorrow, more Rendezvous then. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.